Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. The TV bees do both. That's us. I'm Tina. I'm Ryan. What are you doing? What are you watching? How you feeling? I'm buzz. Me too. Wanna talk about it? Hell yeah. Now what you need to do is pour yourself a drink. And you better put on those bitchin' slippers. Because we have a lot to say. TVB. And we are back. This is the second episode of our supplemental podcast, Bees Buzz, where we talk about, you know, basically everything that we can't talk about when we're talking about a TV show. Um, One thing that's not so new is we've all been sheltering in place, quarantining, Gina, how have you been throughout everything since we uh, talked last? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I have really just been like trying to tap back into my creative side. So between uh, doing this podcast, um, I've been trying to incorporate more dance and fitness into my mornings while Corey... And for listeners who don't know who Corey is, my fiance is not at home. I kind of take over the entire living room. And if it's a nice day, like it has been, I've been taking my laptop out to the backyard. We have like a a really cool area that we moved all of our outdoor furniture from. So it's now like my outdoor space and I've gotten my tap shoes out. Um, I've done Zumba classes out there. And my new thing is Orange Theory Fitness from home. So I put, it's through Instagram live. And so I put my laptop up um, and through my laptop, I log into Instagram and it feels as though because it's a live video, it's an instructor with just you alone. Um, And they ask you like to, you know, after certain um, sections, they'll be like, did you feel that throw up a peach emoji? And so like, you know, you feel like you're kind of like, a part of something in a class-like atmosphere. But then sometimes they'll be like, oh, thanks, Jijijia. And you're like, hey, oh, shout out. (laughs) But the best part about it is like a lot of these workouts, I feel like are on Zoom where people can see you. But the Instagram live videos, um, people aren't seeing you. So they don't, they're not hearing you grunting or watching you do all sorts of crazy things. (laughs) Well, that's a plus. Yeah. So that has been like my new thing um, is the Orange Theory Fitness. um, Nine o'clock. I can't do anything after nine because Corey gets home at 12. And I kind of like doing my workouts um, by myself. So just my neighbors outside can see me. Oh, my gosh. And it's so funny when I do the Zumba outside. um, And that's like kind of like maybe once or twice a week. When I like clap or do anything really loud, I'm always wondering like, are like is everyone watching me right now? Like because our fences are so low in the backyard. Yeah, your fences are low. <laughs> they probably can see you because don't your neighbors have like a raised balcony like to the left to the right of you if you're looking they at your do. house? They do. They have a raised balcony, and then my neighbor to the um, opposite side. She's usually outside, like just doing gardening or, you know, taking out her trash or. She is so cute. She is so cute. She's fantastic. She's the one that you wanted to, that you like went to go say hi to like the day before everyone was told to stay at home. Yeah. Yes. 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 You were there. And she makes a point. She's probably like 
late 80s, um, maybe like early 90s. And she makes it a point to get outside every single day. So during this quarantine, she like has her mask and she goes like down the street and then goes probably about 10 minutes to this Japanese grocery store and then gets what she needs and then comes back. It's really inspiring to see because when you're like feeling like at a low point during this shelter in place, I like look outside and it's a beautiful day and she's like coming down the sidewalk um, with her walker and mask with like all of her groceries. And I'm like, you know what? I can, you know, get it together because Sachi's got it together. <laughs> hey, you know what? She's doing more than me right now. Um, <laughs> I, I've gone, I've gone on um, maybe 10 walks in the past five weeks that are, you know, extended, you know, two to three miles or so, but I haven't really had much motivation to like get out there and like do um, exercise type of things. I've never really been like a person who goes to the gym. And when I did have a gym membership, it was basically me throwing money into the fire pit. Um, (laughs) And so um, I really love walking and my job as doing physical therapy related duties, I'm on my feet all day long, but over the past five or six weeks, since we've, been ordered to stay at home I've been um I've been a little bit I've been a little bit lazy you know I I work um about five minutes away from BART live about eight minutes away from BART and this is all walking and for those of you who are not in the Bay Area BART is basically our above ground subway system um and so I, I was constantly walking and then on my feet all day at work. So I went from taking like an average of like 13,000 steps daily to doing like an average of 5,000 steps weekly. So I... it was a huge shift and I love to cook. So I've been cooking a lot and trying new things. You know, 420 was over <laughs> this past week. And so I've made... Uh, I think I calculated it to 49 edible cookies that were each about like eight grams each. So we, Sebastian and I, my partner and I, we have completely ate, eaten all of them except for two. Um, And those two I gave to my dad as like a, you know, 420 present, enjoy some home baked goods. Would you say Um, the edibles that you made yourself um, were better than, delivery edibles or store-bought yeah, edibles? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, one thing that I learned is, you know, I used to make edibles back in the day. I used to take one of those little, like, uh, as-seen-on-TV chocolate melters, you know, that came with, yeah. like, the little molds. And so I would use that and just put the weed straight in there. But what I learned was you actually need to bake the weed at a very low temperature for about an hour. I think it was, like, 200 degrees for an hour. And that converts the THCA, which I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it converts it to THC, which made it more active. So um, I did a half of a cup of ground weed um, to a half of a cup of butter, and it made them really strong. I would, I know that they're stronger than my five milligram edibles that I purchased, and I know that they're a little bit weaker, but they kick in faster than the 10 milligram gummies that I used to get. So I'm guesstimating them to be somewhere between 
seven and eight milligrams per cookie, but they hit in really quickly. So that's been fun. But of course that's set in the munchies. So I've been making pasta and I've been doing this and that. Luckily I have a good metabolism. I haven't gained too much weight or else I'd be over here straight fat and sassy. <laughs> Eating all the bread. <laughs> all the bread. None of my drag would fit. All I would have to have all of the seams taken out. I would have to quit drag if I, if I became a dress size larger. <laughs> I don't think you'd have to quit drag. You might just have to loosen up the, the stitching. Wear sheets, <laughs> wear sheets and duvet covers. Okay. Speaking of sheets, I saw something really odd the other day. Um, I went on a hike with my dad in like the super early morning. So there was no one on the trail. But then towards like 7.15, we were like an hour and like a half in. So 7.15 in the morning, we started seeing people on the trail. And this woman, we saw her from afar. And I thought she was running with a cape on. And I was like, oh, that's kind of badass. And then as she got closer, I realized she didn't have a mask. And she literally was holding up. It looked like a sheet. It was her jacket. But like every time she passed somebody, she would immediately hold up the jacket and keep running. And I'm like, does she not understand the whole point of wearing a mask and probably not going for like half marathon runs (laughs) during this quarantine? Like, I mean, I don't know. I just was like so funny to me, like that this woman like had to go through holding up a jacket every time she passed someone new it's like you should probably just turn around and grab your mask really quick so you don't have to go through the trouble of like that sheet run but you know teach his own i have a really interesting and slightly embarrassing story so I, uh, ever since we moved into our new apartment, we've had to go to a laundromat to do our laundry because we don't have a laundry room um, here. So um, normally that's been fine. But over the past, you know, few weeks, I've gone to my dad's house to do laundry because I know that we've been sheltering in place. I know that him and my stepmom have been sheltering in place. So it's a safe place for me to go and do my laundry. I don't hug them. I don't do anything. Um, You know, I just give them, you know, an air fist bump and you know hey good to see you guys and you know we hang out six feet apart from each other um so I went to go do my laundry and my parents live um about a minute or two away from this wonderful 99 cent store that always has the best name brand stuff in stock for 99 cents um I was able to actually they're still open by the way they are still open but as of now which I found out uh Thursday, this is Sunday right now, uh, ever since California has been mandated to wear masks whenever you go somewhere and it's being enforced, I was actually kicked out of the store because I didn't think we were going to the store. I just thought I was going to my parents' house, so I didn't bother to bring a mask. Luckily, I had my... Um, okay. You were really kicked out of the store? Yeah, I was told not to go in unless I had a mask. So I was like, okay, no big deal. I have a basket full, a hamper full of dirty laundry. I'm sure I could make something work. And then I remembered that I saw a uh, tutorial, and I'll film myself doing this tutorial for you guys listening. 
how to make a mask out of boxer briefs. And I was oh like, oh, well, this is, well, this is easy. But mind you, they were, you know, not soiled, but they were definitely in like the dirty clothes hamper. And I've been showering like every other day because I, you know, as I said, I'm lazy as fuck ever since this started. But, you know, it's been a little bit warmer so I was going through the store and all I could smell is my ball sweat. Oh my God. Like seeping through your boxer mask. <laughs> Not seeping through, but you know, like say like, I don't know, say you were wearing a shirt and then all of a sudden you put like the sleeve of the shirt around it, but you could smell like your BO, even if it's not like pungent, it's like, okay, there's a bit of funk to that. So I basically went shopping with, um, with, um, previously worn boxer briefs around my face. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do to get those deals. <laughs> yeah, I got those deals and I found this really amazing plant-based banana nut creamer that's made of um, almond milk, coconut milk, and it has like banana extract in it. So it almost reminds me of banana quick. Um, and I don't care if it's plant-based or not. I'm a full carnivore. Um but it's really tasty and it makes my coffee taste like banana nut bread. See, look what was waiting for you on the other side. I know, right? All I have to do is smell the taint for 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so question, when you go out, are you still wearing your boxer mask, boxer's mask, or have you now like moved on from that? No, I have a really, really awesome mask that it's like, I believe they use it to like cut wood and paint it's one of those that's you know plastic or silicone and it molds around your face nicely and then it has like the two ventilators on the side oh wow you out here so i have one of those but what i'll do for you guys is i'll post um a picture of the mask that i have and then i'll also show you guys how to use boxer briefs in a pinch oh that is amazing i mean i've seen like the handkerchief ones which are just you know simple bandits. they look they look like you're a little bandit exactly i think you could probably use um a bra like a or an arm pad oh. or shoulder pad um for a mask as well but i'm not there yet <laughs> luckily we're able to wash everything in our kitchen which is where our washer and dryer are but yeah i haven't gotten to the to the wearing the bra cutlet yet. If I do, I'll let you listeners know, but hopefully we'll be out of this thing eventually. Hopefully. But you know what? Um, I am really enjoying the break from the day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, tell because... me what you've been up to. Well, I mean, just... Uh... Well, I went back to school to renew my cosmetology license. It's a four-week course. I should be done um, Wednesday of this week, and then I'll have my um, all my certifications renewed to you know continue doing my freelance makeup work legally. Wait, can we uh, do a virtual graduation? <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, you know what's really sad? Speaking of virtual, um, I remember my high school graduation. Even though I graduated a little bit later than everybody else in my class due to um, two and a half um, credits. Um, I remember the feeling of walking across the stage and feeling that accomplishment. So I feel really bad for all of the seniors in college and high school who are unable to do 
anything in person. Um, also, you sent me a really disturbing photo on Instagram by the uh, photographer of your wedding, which has now been postponed to next year um, for obvious reasons. And uh, the photographer posted this picture of these two people, bride and groom, I'm assuming, walking down the aisle, but there is nothing but photos of their, what seems to be everybody that they've ever met in their entire life. Um, their pictures on the pews, but I know damn well that they were not going to invite all of those people because in some of those photos, there's six people in one photo. There's four people in the photo right next to them. And then there's a bunch of like single photos. And mind you, they have all of the pews in the front of the church filled uh, with I, these photographs. It so is it's very almost, haunting. <laughs> it's it's haunting, but it's also really a level of extra that I would never want to be. And I am extra. I am like the extra gum of people. But this is like to the max extra. And I know that they're probably like this way. Everybody could be with us, but it's like, you really expect six people to sit in that (laughs) one spot up front next to four other people. This is why I love having friends because as soon as I saw that I was sitting there super sad, like looking at this photo and I was like, I have to send this to like my top, my top peeps. And when you responded, I was like, thank goodness, like, you feel this type of way. And Seppi responded, and she's like, the least those people could do in the photos was dress up for the for the picture. Yeah. I, I would I'm rather like, see one person per photo in a realistic seating arrangement. That way, you could be like, oh, yeah, bitch, I saw you. Didn't even put me in the aisle. I was in the fourth row all the way back there. <laughs> Instead, they're like, no, let's print out these pictures. And I want to say six feet apart. They were like literally on top of each other. We'll have to share this photo because I would love to hear what our listeners have to say. But it also, um, I guess I saw a little bit more of the description on Facebook because that was on Instagram where um, I grabbed the photo from. But on the Facebook post, it said life. This just serves as a reminder that life moves on. So I kind of want to find out if like there was more to the story and I completely agree that like we have to move forward, but I think with all of the planning and preparation for a wedding, you want to share that with friends and family, which is why we postponed ours, but maybe for other people and listeners, let us know this too. Like if you've had an event that you have to postpone, maybe not so much a birthday, but something a little bit larger, like a wedding Um, or a graduation or, you know, something that you're celebrating a monumental occasion. Are you canceling? Are you postponing? Are you going through with it virtually? Like what have you guys been doing? Um, Because I've been postponing everything from bachelorette to wedding um, to really, I guess, everything in life, my job. Um, but yeah. we did have a virtual bachelorette that, I mean, we did. for the, for right now, which was still that really was a fun. lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, people still like, uh, had headaches in the morning, which made me really happy. <laughs> people passed out. I mean, it still felt like an, uh, a, a bachelorette. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I definitely woke up hungover. <laughs> and that was my my whole plan. But yeah, I mean, I think for graduations of any kind, that is very saddening because that's something that really can't be postponed. No. Um, and virtual, I mean, no way. It's like, okay, thank you so much. Yeah. Um. And I know that, like, one of the things that Gina and I have had to do that's completely different aside from not working and not being able to go anywhere is, you know, doing something that we enjoy, such as this podcast, and having to find a new medium to actually create this podcast on has been extremely... um, uh, it's given me a lot of hope to what we can do with the technology that we have. Definitely. Um, I kind of like, like it better like this. It's, uh, I, mean, I mean, I wish I could see your I face, see you, but <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, I don't have to get dressed. Neither one of us have to like go to each other's house. So that helps. But um, Zencaster, who we're recording through, they're actually offering throughout whenever, however long this shelter in places, you actually get, free unlimited everything through them, whether it's recording minutes, mastering, um, or not mastering, downloading everything that's been recorded. It's all unlimited throughout the shelter in place. So companies like that are really amazing at making sure that we're taken care of to be creative. And of course, you guys are able to interact uh, uh, with us through our comments on Instagram via email. Um, And we even post questions uh for you guys to ask us about every single episode of our main podcast tvb's podcast i want to touch base on that a little bit because i asked pretty specifically um (laughs) um if uh i said ask us anything about glow on netflix and it was one of these you know type in your responses and we got some pretty good questions about the show and I talked about one random question which is what is your favorite color you'll have to listen to our podcast uh, talking about glow which will be up later this week uh, to see what our favorite colors are but we've gotten some really interesting responses Um, some of them are really sweet such as hope you're staying safe out there we are we hope you are too Um, how's your day going despite what's been going on uh, to answer that, I'd say, yeah, you know, you know, it's going. sometimes I forget what day it is, but it's going alive and well. Um, have you ever had sex with somebody whose name you never knew? I'm not sure how that re- how that relates to glow, but um, Jessica Mays, that's none of your goddamn business. Exactly um, that. And if it was your business, we would tell you outside the shelter in place. <laughs> yeah. Fun story. I'd love to hear. Oh, well, hold on. Fun story. But then they proceed to not tell a story and I didn't tell a story. So I have no clue what that fun story is. But then they proceed to say, I'd love to hear your opinion on Lilliput the Maltese. Check her out and tell me what you think. You know, I do have to say, I'm checking out Lily Put the Maltese right now, and she, she's A1. I like Okay, this hold dog. on, let me look. She's posing, the picture that I'm looking at specifically, she's posing with what looks like a glass, uh, blown glass balloon animal. It almost looks like... Um, uh, oh, uh, my uh, God. Coons. It looks like Coons, uh, one of his sculptures. 
And it's a little cute fluffy dog. So thank you, Henry Metzit, for uh, sharing Lilliput with us. Uh, Apparently Lilliput is the star of BBC. No way. What? But also Rosie Festin and Amira Festin also asked us about Lilliput the Maltese. So that might be a bot. Um, Yam Dollar wants to connect. So tell us more about that. Basically, for those of you who are listening, I want to encourage you guys to ask us about the show and about nothing else, or else we're going to talk about you on um, Bee's Buzz. So oh, there we go. Proceed as you wish. Now, speaking of our main podcast, TV Buzz, I would like to end this first part of our uh, podcast um, with a last season spotlight so season one episode two we talked about the iconic sitcom Schitt's Creek Creek. um, which actually just ended its final season which I have not seen being unemployed um, I want to not buy any season so I'll just probably wait until it comes out on Netflix at this point I think I have to wait too because I caught up to season five um in between the last time we spoke about Shits Creek to now and I mean I can definitely wait I'm not in any hurry I mean time is of the essence right now yeah and I think I think at the time that we recorded if it's our second episode that would have had to be like January or February of 2019 and I want to say that I don't think that I was done with season five which ended, um, no, I think we did talk about like them singing simply the best and whatnot to each other. Uh, but I know that you didn't see the rest of the end of season four or just in the middle of season five when we recorded, but I know that you didn't at least finish season five. So tell me what your thoughts were where, uh, we left off. Okay. Yes. You're totally correct. When we last year, when we were in such better times than we are in now, um, when we were discussing Ships Creek, it was an absolute love of mine because of the acting and not only the characters, but who these actors are in real life as well. Like super fan Um, And if you guys haven't listened to our episode on Schitt's Creek um, season one, you definitely should because it's a fun one. And we were together to record those. So we had a lot of fun actually getting to cheers together rather than a virtual cheers. But I, um, probably like you, Rye, I'm completely obsessed with this all-star cast. Um, David... So from David Rose to Alexis, Myra, Johnny, the whole Rose family, which I can't wait to become one uh, leading member um, for those of you listeners that don't know what I'm talking about. My fiance's last name is Rose. So everything about the Rose family, um, especially the shop that David and his boyfriend have. Which I think I'm going to get a super fan sweatshirt. The of. apothecary. Yes, because I keep getting served ads, probably because I can't stop talking about the last few seasons since I've caught up during this quarantine and shelter in place. Um, but since the last uh, time we spoke about Shits Creek, some things that have been like just standout moments. Um, obviously, Alexis getting 
back together with her boyfriend, which was such a cute moment. And I think that's where I left off on that exact episode where I believe she's, it's like a Valentine's Day mixer that she puts on. And then at the end of the mixer, she somehow like ends up with him. And then they kind of grow their relationship back from there. Because I was actually really sad that they broke up. I thought that they were like the complete opposite of people, but just that opposites attract. And they both had qualities that each other, I think, were lacking um, to build each other up. So, so happy that they're back together. Again, I'm not quite sure what happens in season six, but um, also the new baby, uh, the little shit. Bebe. <laughs> the bebe. The bebe. I love how she says that. It's so funny. And I kind of want to start calling Corey that too. <laughs> oh my God. Um, You're talking about, of course, Jocelyn and the mayor's baby. Correct. I mean, unless there's a, another one in season six, but that's. I, if there is, I don't know. I'm going to have to wait to watch it. And that's the bebe I'm talking about. And the fact that they watched the bebe one night is hilarious that's a great episode um where johnny's like okay like i'll watch your baby and they're so excited um because jocelyn and and what's his oh roland that's right roland. good old roland rolling in the shits um they were going to get like a couple's massage or some sort of like handsy massage and Johnny's like oh I'll watch your baby and then Moira was just like okay see you later Johnny and he's like what do you mean see you later and then they actually like you know watch the baby together and I thought that was like a coming of like everything full circle because Moira is definitely not the type of person that would do that and I feel like she's no. put in so many situations where like you they kind of like humanize her and yeah. um you know, you, you see like her become more caring and it's not all about like comedy. Um, you can kind of see her being, or I guess going back to being a mother or back to like actually really loving Johnny <laughs> or seeing her kids in a different life in a way. Um, um, but the one thing that I don't think that you got around to uh, last time that we watched it uh, or when we talked about it last, but what did you think of Moira's stunning leading role in The Crows or whatever it's called? Oh my gosh, yeah, I, I didn't see that yet. Um, Halloween costume, even if we have For to sure. go virtual. Um, I thought it was hilarious. And I think what's so funny is she traveled to like Timbuktu for that role. And um, one of the recent episodes I watched, she bought a dress that actually looked gorgeous on her that she was going to wear to the premiere. That was like TBD. Um, I thought, I thought it was so funny and anything that she's doing, like from that role to like, I think it's Chicago that they put on in their town Mm, mm, mm. or what was that? Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. I think like just anything she's doing theatrically, whether she's singing or being like a a big ass blackbird, I'm like, go on, girl. Whatever her name is that plays Stevie in the show, apparently during her audition for Schitt's Creek, she said one of her dream roles was to play 
um, the lead character in Cabaret. So I thought it was really amazing that um, that Dan Levy was able to write that in. So she Emily Hampshire or Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, she got to live out her dream on season five of Schitt's Creek. And that's one of the things that I think is really cool about this show. They totally allow the artists to show through their character like uh moira created her her own accent including the way that she said bebe so i cannot wait to see what (laughs) other kind of nuances these artists put into their characters because it's an outstanding cast i'm really excited that you got to see the rest of season five and uh, once it goes on Netflix, maybe you'll hear us talk about uh, season six. Oh my gosh. On the TVB's podcast. Ryan, I've forgotten like the biggest part of what? the last season is the proposal. Oh my God. Yes. I'm um, uh, from, I'm, uh, what's his name? I'm having a brain fart. David's boyfriend. Um, David's boyfriend's name is. Fuck. Oh, Patrick. Patrick, yes. Okay. Patrick's proposal. I mean, everything. And I feel like this is so how proposals probably go in reality. Like, everything goes wrong. Like, Patrick, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, because I'm, like, trying to remember. But I think he planned to, like, propose on top of this, like, mountain or large, like, hillside area, like, with a beautiful view. And then he, like, stepped on something to where like he was like limping and then David had to carry him which David would never carry anything or anyone but that showed for sure his love for him and so he's like carrying Patrick up this hike and then they finally get to where uh Patrick I'm guessing was going to propose or maybe just a stopping point and David's like, okay, can we please eat? I'm starving. I never exercise. And now you have me exercising. So please feed me. And Patrick's like, well, I want to do something first and then proposes. And it's like, just so funny because like, you're watching all of these like extra things happen where it should have just been a walk or hike to this point. But of course, like in true Shit's Creek fashion, nothing is what it seems or as easy as it seems there's always a twist there's always humor there's always just banter um but I feel like it always circles back to like something that's actually like really heartwarming totally and that was the proposal um and then when they told everyone about the proposal like had that party and everyone already knew so it wasn't a surprise I was dying um just so many things about this these last few seasons that make me so happy but yeah the proposal was for sure like a highlight the baby and um also yeah Emily Hampshire or Hampshire's Stevie's moment I feel like in that moment too you could sense that like what if it was a one take where like she just owned it like you could tell that she felt satisfaction um, when she was uh, it could have been <laughs> TVB's listeners out there if you have any intel on this please let us know and also let us know what your thoughts were on season six if you saw it or if you 
had no clue what the show was about and were inspired to watch it after hearing us talk about it, let us know what your spiritual journey to Shit's Creek and back was. <laughs> I feel like we're there right now. So and we are definitely up Shit's Creek. That's <laughs> for damn sure. We'll be right, right back to talk a little bit more about what else makes these bees buzz. See you soon. Oh my gosh, Ryan, I'm really trying to lose weight for my wedding because I need to fit in this dress in like three months. Have you heard of Fat Snacks? I haven't. What is that? Fat Snacks is a delicious food company that provides convenient, keto-friendly snacks, such as cookies, different types of teas, that really satisfy your cravings while maintaining your goals. Oh my gosh. So you mean I can basically eat cookies on the couch while watching Netflix? In moderation, but you don't have to feel bad about it. Oh my god, and this is called Fat Snacks? How do you spell it? Uh, F-A-T-S-N-A-X, and you can find them on Instagram at, at Eat Fat Snacks. And if you use promo code SNAX5, you will get 5% off of your order. Oh my god, that's amazing. I can't wait to try it and hopefully look damn good in that dress. You will, girl. You will. Thanks, Fat Snacks. And we are back. Now, if you listen to our first episode of Bees Buzz, you'll know that we recommended another podcast for you to listen to, a book for you to read, and a film for you to watch. Now, you know what? I had a huge get real moment with myself and realized that is way too much for anyone to watch or read or listen to, even if you are at home. So, you know what? One thing film, podcast, or book, there's something that makes us buzz that we think that you guys will buzz about as well. So Gina, why don't you give us your buzzworthy content of the week? Of course. So I feel like every time I turn on Hulu, Amazon Prime, HBO, um, Netflix, I'm very just disappointed because I go through the song and dance every day of what am I going to watch? Oh, am I going to watch the next episode of, you know, this season of so-and-so? But I want to point out something that Netflix has been doing besides Tiger King, which we've already discussed um, on our season opener. I am obsessed with the reality shows that are fully like written, produced, Um, directed by Netflix. And there's two that they have been killing the game with. I don't know if you've seen these yet. And listeners, please tell me your thoughts on both of these because it started with Love is Blind. Ryan, have you checked out Love is Blind before I go into it? No. Okay. Basically, the premise of Love Love is Blind is falling in love with someone not by looks or appearance, but more so who they are internally. But to do so, it's just very creative what they did. They basically took, I am not quite sure how many um, male and female contestants, but they had them go on quote unquote dates, which kind of started this whole virtual shelter in place, I would say, um, to kick it off. But they would go on these dates and they would talk to each other without seeing each other. 
So it'd be like you and I right now on this podcast, if I have never seen you before, we'd go on these virtual dates or, you know, real-time dates just with the wall in between us, which unfortunately oh people God. are like actually doing right now, you know, like all over the world. But some of these, I would say couples on the show actually went to like full-term wedding full-term real-life coupling. And the only way that you could see, like if I fell in love with who you were, so let's say this show's like three weeks straight. If every day I'm talking to you for like 72 hours through a wall and I feel like there's a connection and we just vibe and I want to see you in real time, I can only see you if you propose. So if we're both on the same page, you would have to propose and then we would see each other, have a wedding where we invite our friends, family, they're all meeting for the first time. This is also on TV. And then from there, we enter the real world together. So you're doing all of that basically without seeing the other person. Um, And I believe on the reunion that there are two couples that were still together now. Um, but there were some couples that once they saw each other, they were like, Ooh, and then once they kind of were like hanging out in real time and living together, which was another step before the marriage portion, they were like, "Mm, I don't really know if I'm vibing with this person. And then when it came time to the actual wedding during the ceremony, they, one of them, um, said, no, there was at least two couples that were like, eh. I'm going to go with a hard pass, which I'm like, can't you make that hard pass before like, you know, a bride gets into her gown or before you're asking her, you know, someone's elderly parents to like randomly come on a show to watch their son or daughter not get married. Um, So that's the premise of love is blind. And yeah, it's just crazy. But the whole purpose or what Netflix wanted to do was Kind of like show people that you can find love without being so um, not just materialistic, but superficial. I hate the sound of all of that, to be honest. I mean, I feel like it's not even about being superficial. It's about being with someone and sharing those moments. That's why you fall in love. You know, of course, like it, there's a sexual part to it. Of course, you want you know, you're automatically like, um, driven to someone by their look and appeal, but it's really like living a life together, um, and going through like trials and tribulations or going through like highs and lows. And if more of those are highs, then that's what brings you to a ceremony. Not like I talked to you through a wall for like, over 3000 hours. And I think we have a connection. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, there's also a level of physical attraction that definitely goes into a relationship. They could be the sweetest person on earth, but if it's somebody that you can't stand looking at, then I don't blame them at all. And I'm not going to lie. This is probably somewhere in the clause of love is blind um, and Netflix but they were all really attractive people, like all just like very beautiful um, women, very like sexy, handsome men, 
all with everyone had like a great body too you know it wasn't like someone who was like extremely like overweight for example talking to someone who was like a string bean which I feel like would have made things interesting but it was basically like a reality show look that they were going for and so that had to be a part of it because I feel like some of these people probably wouldn't have joined if that wasn't a part of like the clause you know what I mean totally totally um which kind of reminds me Ryan do you remember but then what if they're not your type and then you do, then you like leave them at the altar which some of the couples did Huh. Which is, like, actually really horrible. <laughs> but... Well, like, okay, like, if I, like, got along really well with this guy, but then I was like, oh, he has blonde hair and blue eyes, I'd be like, er, yeah. let's be friends. Well, there is a moment where, like, you know, let's say we want to see each other and I'm the blonde hair, blue eye guy. Then you would propose or the blonde or I would propose in between the wall. And then after that moment, we get to see each other. And then you're like, um, it's kind of like the game next, except they didn't say next. They like went forward to, I think part of the show or part of like the next step is you live together and then comes the ceremony or marriage. Um, But there's gotta be money in part of it too. Like, on Netflix and like if you get past living together you get x amount <laughs> if you get past you know the ceremony you get x amount but kind of cool to see that like there were some successful couples that came out of it so I guess yeah. it worked for for some um but the second show that Netflix or reality show that Netflix created was very similar in the sense of getting a bunch of hot people together and the title of the show is actually too hot to handle with a premise of a a dating show again, but you have to form true connections and there's a prize of a hundred thousand dollars. But if you hook up with anyone on the show, which could mean a kiss could mean um, inappropriate touching could mean having sex then you're all dinged money. So if I really liked you and we were vibing and we made out for however long, whether it was a kiss or a makeout sesh, we would be dinged $3,000 from that 100K. If we actually had sex, then we would be dinged like 15K. So it's just interesting to watch. And these couples are like next level hot. Like, they thought they were coming on this reality show to be on a reality show to find love, not on a reality show where they had to actually, like, get to know the person and, you know, form bonds and relationships in different types of relationships with both male and female contestants. Um, So they go through a bunch of, like, these different games where you're getting to know yourself, you're getting to know others, you're becoming stronger individuals. And then there's some people that just aren't about it and get like kicked off, but it's like hilarious to watch people in the beginning once they're told that they can't have sex and they're told by, she's called, um, oh my gosh, it's like Layla or Lana and she's a bot. So she looks like an Alexa device 
and she's oh, talking wow. the entire time. So it's like very millennial age, you know, <laughs> but you've just got to check out the first like couple minutes of uh, the first episode just to get a sense of like, holy hell, is this real? Um, and I probably wouldn't be watching it if, you know, I wasn't so bored during the afternoon, but it, it passes the time and it's kind of interesting to watch people change who they are in a show and also just watch people like be, you know, not change and continue to be the same person. Um, but yeah, so the, the premises of both of those for Netflix is like taking, you know, crappy people and personalities and situations and trying to see if they can change through them and not be so superficial. Interesting. Yes. So snaps to Netflix. Um, keep them coming because I'm loving every minute. Huh. Okay. What about you? you know, um. Well, I uh, before I go into mine, I have to say I haven't really been into dating shows in general ever since um, Flavor of Love was canceled. Uh, but every other single one I've just found extremely cheesy. And just so unnecessary to watch. I probably won't check either of those out unless I saw like Instagram clips. But as for the Too Hot to Handle, that just sounds like if they are not coming home with their entire $100,000, then they need therapy for like impulse control. Okay, I'm on episode seven and I think they're already at like 75000 and, but the oh thing God. is, these couples are like, you know what, YOLO, we are in like this, they're also in a tropical area, I forgot to mention. Um, okay, well, you could have sex anywhere. So they're like, kind of on the verge of, you can tell that in reality, like this one character, well, she's not a character, she's a contestant. Her name's Francesca, and she's beautiful. She's an Instagram influencer or model, whatever. And you could tell she probably makes 100K, like, in three months from, like, all the, you know, like, promotions and and stuff that she does. So I feel like for some of them, they're like, what's 100K? Like, we feel each other right now. Like, let's hook up. And so this couple, like, legitimately hooked up. And I'm like, but then you're, like, down to 70. Like, you know, that's 15K when you think about it, but then they're in the moment and they're like, we're horny. We're both hot. We're in this like beautiful location. Why not? Like this is a moment and a memory, not about money. So then you start to think of it that way. And I, I feel like I would not do well on this show. (laughs) I feel like I'd come home with the full hundred thousand dollars. I for sure would not (laughs) i would be like this is a moment um let's do it and then if i came and then if i came back with that person too i'd be like there you go but if i didn't and i came back with 100k i mean i'd probably be hella happy too so (laughs) yeah i mean i would just take the money and run Um, but you have to look just look up the show on google and you'll kind of get a gist of like oh I see. It's this type of like person. And of course that they, they'd be super bummed to not be able to have sex for, I'm pretty sure it's probably like three days, but in reality it looks like, you know, three months. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, I could definitely go three months without any of that. So I think that I would be just fine. <laughs> I know. I, I think it's... with all of that money. <laughs> I think it's been two years over here. No, I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> well, uh, that's a fantastic uh, television recommendation. Um, as for me, um, I definitely like sticking to uh books, podcasts, and films for this, because I feel like we recommend a lot of um, television throughout our regular season. And one thing that really intrigues me is old Hollywood. Mm. And one of the things that really uh, got me interested was around this time last year, I learned that there was a huge publicity uh, stunt when they were casting the MGM great film from 1939, Gone with the Wind, starring... Gone with the Wind, Vivian fabulous. Lee. Sorry. Gone with the Wind, fabulous. <laughs> uh, starring not Kenya Moore, but Vivian Lee and um, Clark Gable. Mm. And so basically they uh, knew that the next big role was going to be Scarlett O'Hara. And it essentially created a bidding war between all of the actresses and MGM decided to capitalize on this before anyone was, any other roles were cast or even before they had a script, all they had were rights to the book and they knew that they needed to stir up some publicity. So they ended up going around the country and they, uh, auditioned Joan Crawford, Tallulah oh. Bankhead, Lucille Ball, Jean Arthur, um, Paulette Goddard, who was the girlfriend of Charlie Chaplin, was the lead contender for the role. And it sh- And the film that I'm speaking of is called The Scarlet O'Hara War. Mm. You can find it on YouTube. Um, it was made in 1980. It was a made-for-TV movie that showed the how ruthless and how passionate a lot of these actresses were. And a lot of them were big names that I mentioned, even if they weren't big names at the time of them auditioning, such as Lucille Ball. She didn't blow up for another 10 years or so after she auditioned for this. And I'm loving the hair and look and feel of this. I'm on Google images. Are you looking up, looking it up right now? Yes. So I think it's really cool because it showed the entire casting um, of the movie. And then it showed the that, of course, Vivian Lee, who ended up playing Scarlett O'Hara, was not cast until they started shooting B scenes, such as, you know, the, the Great Fire of Atlanta. And they were filming that. And one of the Selznick brothers went up to the other brother and was like, I found Scarlett O'Hara. Um, and so I think that it's just a really fascinating movie about old Hollywood and how old Hollywood worked. This is and so it's, amazing. And it's for free on YouTube. And if you're a fan of Lucille Ball, if you're a fan of Gone with the Wind, if you are obsessed with uh, actresses such as Tallulah Bankhead and Charlie Chaplin from back in the day, it gives you a little insight to it. And it's... Um, it's on YouTube right now. Somebody uploaded the made for TV movie and I highly recommended it. I, uh, I understand that it was, uh, 
part of a three-night TV miniseries on NBC about different type of, like, backstories of old Hollywood. So I haven't checked the other two out, but I definitely uh, think that this is something to watch if you're into Hollywood, old Hollywood, and, you know, just the movie-making process in general. So that's my... That's what I find buzzworthy. I'm super Uh, intrigued, and I also feel like this could be a next look for Orchid Queen. Mm. Like Gone with the Wind Fabulous, like literally. I could see that. I, th- I could see I that. I think you should um, do, or I think Orchid should do a side-by-side. Oh, you know, I do I do vaguely resemble Scarlett O'Hara in drag. I'm like really, I'm really digging that. a little bit. <laughs> um, I, so yeah, I, I think that it's, I, I find it very interesting. I, I've watched the movie two or three times in the past year. It's just one of those good ones that you watch the first time, you're super into it, and then it's definitely one of those good background movies where it's like, all right, I want to watch something, but I don't want to watch something, but it's one of those good background things that I could see myself watching over and over just in the background. I love it. And I'm like super intrigued to to take a break from my reality shows on Netflix and have a, a little breath of fresh air. Hell yeah. Um, another thing that makes Gina and I buzz that's not related to any type of entertainment is food. If you didn't know already, Gina has her own food page, Yum Bay Eats, that chronicles her dining experiences throughout the Bay Area. And I have my own Instagram page, Stay at Home Meals, that chronicles my um, my cooking. So uh, both of us have been, as I mentioned earlier, at least for myself, I've been cooking nonstop. So I was craving uh, McDonald's today, but I was tired of paying um, the Uber Eats fees. Oh my gosh, they are so. Here. Uh, that is just ridiculous. They're greedy. They They're are. Greedy. You're paying basically uh, like two additional meals for the delivery it, and service it, charges. It's like I'm crying after I paid $50 for my $7 sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel it. So I, I learned how to make chicken nuggets today. and. What? Um, yeah, so I had all of these chicken thighs in the freezer, so I, uh, defrosted exactly one pound of chicken thighs. It was about two medium chicken thighs, and I cut them into little cubes, put them in a few food processor, and I ground them up. I pulverized them until they were a nice paste, and then I formed them into nice little nugget shapes, dredged them in flour... And then I dipped them in a, in two eggs that uh, were mixed with hot sauce and mustard. And then I finished the dredging off with step number three, putting those beautiful flour and egg coated chicken pat, uh, mini chicken nuggets into a mixture of roasted panko, melted butter, and a bunch of seasonings and I, you know, coated them, put them on a nice uh, uh, rack, 
and bake them off for 20 minutes at 350 degrees. And I, I made my own chicken nuggets, y'all. Hell yeah. Okay, but most important question. What are you using for your dipping sauces? Oh, let me tell you. I make a signature aioli sauce. It's called a honey aioli. Yambe. I know, right? It's equal parts mayo and honey. And uh, so let's say I use two tablespoons of honey. I'll use two tablespoons of mustard. And then I'll use half that amount in cayenne pepper. So one tablespoon of cayenne pepper. And it gives you this sweet and spicy mayo that I love dipping it in because I'm one of those, this is going to sound really weird, but like when I go to like a place that has fries, I straight up dip my fries in, in mayo mixed with, with mustard or mayo mixed with honey. I love, I love aiolis. And an I aioli. love aiolis too. I used to dip my yeah. fries in mayonnaise when I was like growing up. Um, yeah. When I could get away with it, but I feel like I'm so happy that, restaurants like Pear Street Bistro <laughs> back in the day when we would go and get our palm frites with cocktails during happy hour had aioli oh my gosh. because can you imagine if we were just still dipping our fries in straight mayonnaise <laughs> well here's the thing people are like ew mayo gross nasty but I don't think that they realize that when they're eating aioli, they're essentially eating mayo that just has other things inside of it. Like mayo, if you can eat eggs, you can definitely eat mayo, in my opinion. I mean, I love mayonnaise, and I feel like people say ew to mayonnaise because they want to be healthier and use mustard, but then they'll ruin everything by having onion rings on the side. So Yeah, exactly. I feel like... Everyone just needs to kind of um, stop with the complaining. And if we could give mayonnaise, best foods, a makeover, sign us up. We would love to do a promo, new commercial, new branding, just like how Ranch Hidden Valley did that whole like rebranding. And now like we, I mean, people love Ranch, but not Hidden Valley and Hidden Valley went through this like huge marketing campaign. I feel like best foods, if you're listening Ryan and I got your back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll put we'll always... you back on the map. <laughs> I love mayo. Like, actually, I will never forget. I was at my cousin's birthday party a couple of years ago, and I brought a guacamole. And it was really tasty. It was really nice and creamy. And everybody went through it very quickly. But my aunt, she had... Um, avocados and she had lime and she had onion and I was like okay well I can make another batch and I'm making it and then I say oh do you have do you have mayo and her friends looked at me like oh no I don't want the mayo and it's like well did you guys have my guacamole that I brought oh yeah it was delicious I was like okay there was about a teaspoon of mayo in it to (laughs) you to make creamy so I guess you guys can't have any of this because I'm making it the same exact way and they're like, oh my God, I can't. So I don't know. I feel there's something so bougie about people that are anti-mayo. And I'm not here for it. So um... I'm not here for it. Like I'd have a complete problem with it if you were eating it like straight out of the bottle or jar. Because um, that's just nasty. You shouldn't eat any condiments by themselves, um, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> Unless you're like licking off like, you know, the spoon that you mixed like the dill dip 
with or like you know you know but you're not just like feasting on it like you're craving it I but do, I condiments do. are meant to complement things they're not meant to be the main thing so like this negative buzz that mayo has gotten is completely ridiculous yet those are the same people that have no problem squirting ketchup catsup on their fucking macaroni and cheese Ew. scrambled eggs. How dare and, yeah. you? <sighs> I think ketchup is only or should only be used for hash browns or potato products during brunch. When people start squirting ketchup all over their plate, I'm like, mm, we're going to have to I talk see, about this. To me, ketchup people lack originality because I'm allergic to tomatoes. So of course, if I wasn't, I would probably be like, oh yeah, ketchup is an easy thing. But like, I've learned how to, I've had to learn how to get creative. If I want a marinara sauce, I have to make it out of red peppers. If I want a dip of any sort, you know, I I have to use like sour cream, mayo, mustard um, as bases versus you know just the go-to tomato sauce barbecue sauce ketchup so like when i see that i'm just like you guys were raised so simply without (laughs) any creativity you peasants who use ketchup (laughs) like if you think that the best way to make um scrambled eggs is with no seasoning and drenching it in ketchup i don't even want you listening to this podcast because you don't deserve to hear the words that i have to say (laughs) if you need to spice up your life a little bit do exactly that use spices and you'll find that you're going to be able to flavor things so much more kindly and with so much more respect for your food if you're able to learn how to make food according to your palate versus dredging it in an acidic liquid that to me reminds me of an allergy <laughs> yeah and listeners please let us know do you love mayonnaise do you hate mayonnaise how did we bring you to a place that you want to kind of dabble back in the mayonnaise um I mean, try my honey aioli. It's delicious in fries. It's delicious in any kind of appetizers that you might need to dip, whether it's uh, tater tots, chicken nuggets, or even... Oh, right. uh, Tell the listeners about your macaroni salad. Oh, I did make a macaroni and salad today. You know, again, mayo, mayo, fresh dill, uh, Dijon, whole grain mustard, of course a little bit of yellow mustard, uh, green onions, cut it from the stem to the tip. You want the white and the green in it. You want a little bit of sugar. You want to know what? It is not a true Southern potato or macaroni salad if it doesn't have that little bit of sweet and the tanginess in it. Mm. So what's going to give you that tang? Uh, You could use a few things. You could use lemon juice or lime juice. You could also use any of the following vinegars, white balsamic vinegar, white vinegar, or apple cider vinegar. And then you could sweeten that up with uh, either white cane sugar, honey, or agave. I would not recommend using uh, brown sugar simply because 
brown sugar is going to give you more of a caramely molasses taste where you really just want that sweet and sweet and tangy without adding any kind of like flavor dimensions to it such as the caramelization that you would get from the molasses that they put in the cane sugar to make brown sugar um so you would definitely want uh the sweet element the tangy element you want the crunch i hate celery so i use the green onion uh a lot of people will use um will shred carrots inside of it. I don't necessarily shred carrots inside of it, but what I do shred to give that extra bit of onion flair is I'll take um, a sweet onion and I'll take a cheese grater and I'll grate about an eighth of the onion into it. That way you're not getting the full extra onion pieces on top of the green onion that I chop into it, but you, you, you essentially get the flavor of the sweet onion in a pureed slash liquid form that's incorporated throughout the entire macaroni salad. Then, of course, hard-boiled eggs. Um, I feel like those uh, are necessary in an amazing macaroni salad because I've had macaroni salads with no hard-boiled eggs, and I'm a huge fan of eggs, so... I will judge a macaroni salad by that. Uh, I will say my favorite macaroni salad, I haven't had yours yet, um, but I love like mom and pop delis that do like a really good macaroni salad. Kinder's does a fantastic Mm. one, I think. Um, And so does Mr. Pickles, which are not mom and pops, but I mean, they're the closest to me. (laughs) right now yeah i always i always i've made my own because the ones from safeway the ones from trader joe's the ones from sprouts that i've tried i don't know generic they're generic they put a shit ton of celery and black olives in it i feel to create these flavor profiles and these different textures that i simply use with onion sweet pickle relish and you know, occasionally, very, very, very rarely, I'll put like jicama inside of it oh. as like a crunchy replacement because I feel like it's a more neutral taste than celery is. Um, on one um, of Corey and I adds that same kind of crunch. One of Corey and I's first dates, um, we went to go get tacos, and Corey asked for. For some reason, he got a veggie taco, and he's like, I'll do the jicama one. And that just stayed with me for so long because every time I see it on a menu or as like a, um, you know, like this contains blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. This one time I got jicama tacos. That was really fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I died. But, you know, I had never really had jicama before, so I was like, yeah, jicama, let's do it. Well, hell yeah. Here, Cheers to Jicama. Cheers actually, to Jicama. It actually, if you guys like Jicama, and it's literally spelled Jicama, um, J-I-C-A-M-A, you could do a ton with it. You can make fries with it. You can make, um, you can do uh, uh, riced, you know, as in rice cauliflower, riced broccoli. You could do that with Jicama. If you look up, for those of you who want to stay low carb but are craving something nice and sweet, 
uh, look up jicama desserts and you could find a ton of ways to make tarts and whatnot out of it as you would with apples but without all the sugar sugary guilt so definitely look that up but Gina what I want to touch base on is something that you made today you mentioned just a minute or two ago that you love eggs you're obsessed with eggs you feel like they'll make or break a um, macaroni salad I heard through the grapevine that uh eggs almost made or broke you today. Yes. Yes. Um, So Corey's been doing most of the cooking. Like I've been doing the shopping. I hope so. The grocery shopping. um, And I've been bringing back some like amazing things. So let me just start there um, with my journey. So because he's doing half of the work, I'm putting in half of the work as well. So I'll go to the store. I'll get ingredients for the week. Um, usually like the ing- everything I get will last for like a week or so, but I've been doing like little dates with my dad at the grocery store. So that's been really fun. Um, but I do want to mention something that Corey made before I go into my egg disaster, because this is something super simple. And I know cauliflower is very trendy right now. And Corey was watching this like food insider YouTube video about cauliflower and there is this place called, I think it's the PETA. Um, I don't know if it's like the PETA stop or the, the PETA store. A PETA place in the Chelsea Market in New York. And they have this dish that's like a head of cauliflower. Um, and what they do is they boil it first. And then they have it on like some crazy ass degree in the oven. And they bake it with um, a specific type of salt and olive oil. And it, it, they're like cauliflower steaks once you pull them apart, but it's so good. It's an, it was amazing when Corey made it, even though that's when the fire alarm was going off. Um, if you listen to our last episode, (laughs) so so that episode will be coming out like in a couple of days after this. (laughs) So definitely listen out for the, um, the cauliflower uh, debacle, the (laughs) the cauliflower alarm. Yes. But, um, I will send you a picture of this cauliflower. It was beautiful and it's super easy. Like I said, to make, and, uh, if you want to try it, you basically just boil a head of cauliflower and then bake it with olive oil and, Um, salt or whatever seasonings you want. And then once it comes out, you drizzle a little more olive oil on top and pull it apart and go to town. But that was Corey. Um, As the listeners, you don't know this, but Ryan does. I am not a cook or chef by any means. I like to try certain things sometimes and it doesn't really turn out very well, but I have a lot of heart, I would say in the things I try and do. I'm like really good at grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, (laughs) Really good at making egos. But anyways, I wanted to uh, surprise Corey with a quiche because we had all of the ingredients. I had fresh eggs from the farmer's market, um, shredded cheese. I had Canadian bacon that I diced up. Yes, you heard it, Ryan. I diced it up myself. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now you're getting technical. I know. Oh, I had instead of like half and half or whole milk, I had oat milk that I was going to add. Oh. 
And I had Pillsbury pie crust. Um, the only issue is that I didn't have the right um, baking dish, which I didn't realize I needed because I tried unfolding the pie crust and putting it in this baking dish that I thought would work. But then the pie crust <laughs> slipped down and turned into a disaster. So I tried a second time with my second pie crust and a different dish that would have worked. Did you let the pie did you let the pie crust get to room temperature? Yeah, but it, the problem is that it already had fallen down. And so there Oh god. And you have to like bake it for like 10 minutes before you put in all the ingredients. Um and so it just didn't work and um as I was doing this I called my dad. He's like, "Why didn't you tell me this originally like my dad's listeners, he's an amazing chef, cook. Um, his name is Phil, and so we call him Papa P. And he's just, like, extraordinary in the kitchen. So I should have called him before, but I thought I could, like, do something as simple as make a quiche <laughs> by myself without anyone's help. And then I got really frustrated, and I got really down on myself. And then I was like, you know what? I have everything to make an, a really good omelet but there's too much of all these ingredients. So I was like, you know, I love egg bites. I love Starbucks egg bites. I miss those. And I miss going to Starbucks um, in the morning. So I made myself an iced coffee and I made egg bites. And so they were crustless, which is great um, because that'll be lower calorie. But um, yeah, I just poured in basically my batter for the quiche, um, but added a little bit more cheese and Canadian bacon diced up. And I wish I had peppers um, or some sort of like funky fresh addition to like the cheese and ham. But maybe next time once I perfect my egg bites. But yeah, it was a fun alternative because I've always wanted to make egg bites and they turned out pretty decent. I put on... you know from Trader Joe's, the bagel seasoning? Fucking love it. Love it. So I put that on top oh. of it. Oh, real quick. I found I, I I meant to go to Trader Joe's to pick some of that up, but that 99 cent store by my dad's house, they actually had the um, the bagel seasoning. What? Except it's instead of it being called everything but the bagel, and I found this really entertaining. It's called Everything for a Bagel Seasoning. Love it. That's why the 99 cent yeah. store is killing it. Killing it. Um, Gina, I think you will have better success doing a quiche with a homemade crust. And Ooh, I have okay. a no-fail, super easy one that I will take a picture of and send to you from my mom's cookbook Yes, that I will not share with you listeners, but I will share with you, Gina, because I've tried using those rollout crusts and they just do not do the damn thing. Well, it literally collapsed in this baking dish and I was just looking at it like my everything that I had gone in. They'll crack. Yeah. Oh yeah. The second one cracked. They're hard to put back together. Um, It really disappointed me. I'm not a fan. But I will say that what turned, I guess, what came from this whole experience or what this whole thing turned out to be was far more satisfying than what I originally had, like, went into the kitchen to do because I had failed two times. And so the third time I tried to do something, I actually created something that I've always wanted to. And it 
wasn't amazing. Like I think I could perfect it, but I did give some to my parents to try. So I think with some bagel seasoning, maybe not oat milk, um, but maybe like no, a tad, no. like just a touch of milk or maybe no milk at all. Maybe an addition of pepper or um, some sort of veggie, like maybe spinach. That would be yummy. And I think I'm on my way to creating a next stop shop Starbucks um, out of my back porch for the quarantine. So there's that. There you go. But yeah, so uh, if you listeners have anything you've been, you know, trying, maybe it didn't turn out great, but something else came from it. Or maybe you're trying to replicate like Ryan and McDonald's chicken nugget and you did it and you killed it. Please share it with us because we have all the time in the world to try your recipes. Yeah. Give us your favorite recipes, your copycat recipes. Give us it all. We love food. And I love this new segment. And our, and, and our, and our partners love food too. Oh, they do. They (laughs) be setting those fire alarms off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Actually, you know, what's really really embarrassing when you set off a fire alarm but you know that you're not burning anything but they look at you like you're about to burn the house down but it's literally like no like remember when like that pie overflowed it's like the bottom of the oven that's making it smoke nothing that I'm cooking currently is burning (laughs) it's just that I actually took the fire alarm batteries out of all my house because I know, I know, <laughs> I know if a fire is happening because I'm right there while it's cooking um, and the fire alarms right outside of our, or the fire extinguishers right outside of our front um, door. So I'm more than happy to crack that glass open and and you know say fuck you fire um i one time got into a fight with Corey, and (laughs) we couldn't this is so stupid but we couldn't decide on what restaurant we wanted to go to so i was like fine we're just gonna make the burgers that we have in the freezer and he's like all right have fun and so he left me alone in the kitchen and i proceeded to basically just throw a burger um, on our little pan. And then all of a sudden the fire alarm started going off because I like kind of forgot about it. I was like, make probably making a drink or doing something else really angrily, like making noise in the kitchen. And <laughs> all of a sudden I turn around and it's literally smoking and the fire alarm goes off. And at that point, like I started laughing cause I'm like, God, I was being such a brat. And then we ended up going like out to dinner, I think for burgers probably but it was I'll never forget it because I like literally that's the only time I've ever made a burger in the kitchen (laughs) um safe to say that Corey makes the burgers um but yeah it was just hilarious because it's like I try to prove a point by not proving a point and then we ended up getting burgers anyway and I'm probably sure I paid for the bill but you know I mean I would if I threw that it it was a great way to get over a stupid debacle (laughs) 
hey, you know, I'm sure we've all been there. Uh, before we go on break, I just want to let all the listeners know that I want to hear your food fight stories. Oh, yeah, because that's real. Well, no, I have had more, but that's a pretty damn good one. <laughs> I've had I've had some serious arguments while I'm hangry that I look back after I've eaten all fat and happy that I'm just like, all right, that was completely unnecessary. <laughs> um, yeah, I do have a lot of like food fights, but that was a top one for me. This this <laughs> fire alarm has been getting a lot of work in the last couple of months. <laughs> so cheers to you, fire alarm. Thank you for all that you do. Cheers to you keeping us safe. We'll be right back, you guys, <laughs> with our final segment talking about... Uh, you'll see what we're about to talk about. <laughs> you'll hear from us soon. Bitches gossip. Bees buzz. And we are back. Thank you once again for allowing us to take a small little break. I hope that you are able to take care of yourselves during that little break too. Now, to start off our final segment, I... Uh, I actually had a lot of fun recording this segment last time, but we are going to look at top headlines blindly, meaning we are going to look at one headline each, talk about that, and then after each uh, speculation of what this article could be about, we will, you know, briefly skim through it and give you guys the truth of the matter. Gina, go ahead and start me out with your headline. Okay. I am like obsessed with this segment because I think it is so funny and I live for trolling the internet. Um, But I was going through the headlines and obviously the top stories are very sad right now. And the first headline in between all of the sadness that I saw was from ABC News entitled Dumped Over Zoom. Why Zoom thing could be on the rise and how to handle it. And Zoom thing is in quotes. So that means it's a thing, which I didn't know it was a thing until I saw this article. So I'm only guessing that couples that aren't quarantining together are over it and they are ending their relationship via zoom. And this term is now called zumping because more than Uh, probably 50 people have done it. (laughs) Okay. This is disturbing. Right. The second, I mean, this, this headline was very parallel to a headline about Santa coming early this year and doing virtual calls with children okay no please do not give them the belief that he's going to come whenever turns out he's not going to come at all turns out your Um, dad is in the bathroom or the closet making this virtual call to you yeah yeah um and I think you shouldn't make any rash decisions right now everybody wait it out I completely agree I feel like Even if you are quarantining with someone and let's say they're getting on your nerves or you feel like you don't have any space or you're seeing them act in different ways, like we have to keep in mind that people are acting 
in different ways because we've never been in this situation before. And I feel like it's a very like scary time, especially for those that have like anxiety or high stress levels. We're living in a time of uncertainty and a lot of people are without jobs or without that feeling of being accomplished or self-sufficient. So I feel like if your partner, I am not a trained um, psychologist in any way. (laughs) And this is not um, coming from any degree, but just chill. I mean, chill out. And like Zoom should be meant to like connect people, not to like tear people down just to tear you apart yeah exactly so please like rethink zoom wait hold on let me go back to the article rethink everything that has like long-term consequences right now all of zoom thing zoom thing z-u-m-p-i-n-g please rethink zoom thing before proceeding and also once again zoom like their stocks are probably skyrocketing but like I don't think we need to be, have this become something like no don't log on if you have That's nothing nice to on say. top of all of this right it's like adding another level of depression to your like core. you want to log on to zoom for a virtual happy hour where you see your friends like halfway blacked out you don't want to log on to zoom to see you know your person basically say sorry i don't want to be with you anymore but I'll see you on the back porch. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, So that is my headline. I mean, like I said, I was also very intrigued by the virtual Santa um, option. But I was like, I need to know what Zooming is. And dumped over Zoom. That's the definition. All right. I would never do that to you. (laughs) I would never do that to anyone. (sighs) But I'm guessing people are. Well, I mean, they're fucked up. They're probably Gen Z. Oh my gosh, wait, I'm sorry. This is really next level, but I opened up and scrolled through the article. Video, sadly, gives us no immunity from the dreaded we-need-to-talk breakup discussion. But here are a few tips that can make the process smoother when you're the zumper, the person doing the dumping, or the zumpie. I'm going to really need them to slow their roll. Okay. (sighs) The fact that they're like making terms for like each person shows that they're actually probably kind of into it just a little bit. Oh no. Now they're saying being zumped. Okay. This is all. So zumping instead of dumping zumped instead of dumped and you are the zumper or the zumpy. I cannot. Well, either way, it doesn't make it cute. So either way, send a text <laughs> message, call someone, write them a letter, maybe yeah. stop by outside their house and stand six feet apart with a mask on and tell them in person. No I mean, need to like is... let people down on Zoom. It's already awkward yeah. enough, kind of in a way. No, it is. And then there's also the fact that, you know, if it is on Zoom, there's a chance that you could be screen recorded and whatnot. Exactly. So leave that shit for post uh, 
shelter in place. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just take it a day at a time and understand that all feelings that you're feeling are extremely temporary because all of this is temporary and it's also new to all of us. Exactly. But Ryan, I need to to work. I need to hear your headline because I know it's probably a good one. Okay. Okay. Um, I must preface it by saying I laughed extremely hard when I heard this headline and I knew instantly that I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to leave you guys with the headline because I feel like it speaks for itself. Um, Here we go. The headline is from QueerTea.com. And mind you, you'll be getting only LGBTQ related news content from me this entire season. Um, All right, here we go. Sex doll sales spike amid social distancing. Oh my gosh. I mean, I can see it. People are alone. They're bored. They're feeling horny, but don't know how to get their aggression out. And so they're turning into like nasty little humans. Yeah. You know, or trying out things they never had to before. The only thing I do have to say is men, women, we were given two beautiful devices at the end of our arms in order to you know not spend hundreds to thousands of dollars on essentially making yourself happy so um yeah do you have anything to say about that headline i just feel like Corey didn't have a bachelor party so i could see someone like sending him you know something fun and festive in the mail so i could oh i have a question for you then yeah would you would you be a voyeur as he tears that plastic doll apart um i would be like in not intrigued but just more like (laughs) curious because i feel like he'd be like well gina um what do you think and I would be like, you know what? Hey, we both didn't have a bachelor and bachelorette parties. So, you know what? Have fun for a little bit. But I would definitely like want to kind of like see, but I don't want to be a part of it. That's super like totally. not that I'm not in that way. Like it's more like just comedic for me. Like, sure, Corey, go ahead. <laughs> I wouldn't record it or anything, but I would definitely just be like, I want to see like one second and then I would walk away and then I'd be like, okay, next. I could see you literally just walking in, staring, nodding your head and then just like walking out, (laughs) just vibing. Always vibing. Now I do want to say um, really quickly. Wait, Ryan. Yeah. If we can pause for a second. Sure. Your Zencaster is not moving. No, it's moving on my end. Okay. Okay, okay. Sorry, I just wanted to double check because I was like, oh no, is something happening? No, we're good. Okay, resume. Uh, One thing I do want to say, though, is that um, if you do feel the need to, like, you know, hook up with anybody, um, (laughs) I think that the best thing to do if, you know, you need, like, another sort of medium definitely get one of these so that you can still practice social distancing if like you need like that extra that medium to get you off that you know is not you but is something else that you're controlling or 
I don't know how these things work, but if that's what's going to get you to stay inside, if you feel the need to, to hook up, then uh, yes. But I um, feel like also I find I find the fact that this is a headline also shows where a lot of uh, a, a a lot of people are lacking in terms of who they're social distancing with or without. Yeah, I um, read something funny about. The, those dating apps like tinder and for the like beginning of quarantine they were putting out statements like please stay at home if you need to like quote unquote meet up with someone like you can do that virtually so i'm wondering if they're still putting out these statements or if people are meeting through these dating apps and connecting and then doing like virtual calls so listeners mm. if you have had mm. a virtual first date let us know i'm super intrigued yeah me too actually (laughs) (laughs) uh are you ready to play a game gina oh my gosh i would love to play a game okay so every week i have a little surprise for you but i am going to choose you know what my favorite website is buzzfeed.com they have a plethora of quizzes so Every single time that we do a Bees Buzz episode, I'm going to pick out a fun quiz for us to do together. Okay. And for those of you at home, you could find this on BuzzFeed. The name of the uh, quiz is We Know Exactly What Cocktail You're Craving Tonight. And it was posted on April 24th, 2020. If you can't find it, don't worry. I'm going to be listing out exactly what all of the answers are. So you could just send me your answers via... Uh, text on uh, the Instagram DMs and I'll do the test for you and let you know what cocktail you should be having tonight. Don't worry, I've got your back. Um, <laughs> As always. Do you have the link open, Miss Gina? I do. Let's do this thing. Nice. First of all, let's pick a type of booze. Tequila, vodka, gin, rum, sake, or whiskey? Ooh, uh, I'm definitely a gin girl. Yeah, I'm going to choose vodka. Uh, Choose a fruit or vegetable. We have orange, cucumber, lime, strawberry, cherry, or jalapeno. Cucumber. Just like my favorite color, I'm going to choose an orange. Uh, Pick an herb or a spice. Mint, basil, chili pepper, rosemary, lavender, or cilantro. Uh, I'm going to choose rosemary. I I love cilantro. I'm going to choose lavender to throw this whole thing off. Fuck yeah. I love I love the devil's advocate. <laughs> um, I'm going to choose rosemary just because I have I rosemary feel like I've said two ingredients for a gimlet, so I want to see what happens. <laughs> for sure. I respect that. Uh, let's uh, place a destination you wish you could visit tonight. Japan, Mexico, Thailand, France, oh. Peru, or Italy. Oh, gosh. I would want to... To recreate our last international trip together, I would choose Mexico, Gina. Oh my gosh, love. Um, I would choose Thailand because we were supposed to go there for our honeymoon. There you go. Pick something to eat. Tacos, pizza, pasta, burger, fried rice, or mac and cheese. Uh, Uh, Yeah, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese for me too. Hell yeah. Now, choose something sweet. You could either choose between a chocolate chip cookie, cheesecake, apple pie, banana bread, brownie, or tiramisu. Mm. 
Uh, I love cheesecake. I have to choose cheesecake. I think I'm going to choose brownie because I have not had that during the quarantine yet. Uh, And then pick a show to binge watch. Schitt's Creek, uh, which we covered uh, not only today, but on season one, episode two of TVB's podcast, Sex in the City, The Sopranos, which, spoiler alert, is coming later this season of um, uh, TVB's podcast. We have The Americans, uh, Tiger King, which uh, was just this season, episode one, duh. And then we have Ozark. You know, out of all of these, I definitely did binge watch Tiger King the fastest. Um, So I'm going to choose... Tiger King. I'm going to go with Schitt's Creek because I literally just binged Schitt's Creek. Oh, perfect. My God. What's the name of your drink? <gasps> I got a strawberry smash. I got strawberry smash too. What? But I, ch- I thought I chose gin, but it's okay. Yeah. I huh. did choose gin. I just went back just okay. to double check. Hold on. Let's be really, really odd and read the description together at the same time okay ready one yeah. two go transport, transport yourself, yourself to, warm to warmer weather, weather with a strawberry, with a strawberry and basil, and basil vodka, vodka drink. drink just just combine muddled, muddled strawberries and basil, and basil with, with honey, honey, lemon, lemon vodka, vodka, and club, and club soda. soda. Okay, so I'm kind of feeling so like... So that's proof that we actually did both get the same thing, because there's no way that we could have <laughs> read each other's screens. But I'm like, I never chose strawberry, and I never chose... I hate strawberries, actually. And I never chose vodka. <laughs> I mean, it looks good, but I don't have but, strawberries. <laughs> and honey's nasty in cocktails. I love honey, but like, it, unless it's like melted and put in like a syrup of some sort. Have you ever tried just putting honey in your drink and it just like clumps up and like forms at the bottom as like this honey barricade? No, I, I mean, it happens all the time in my teas, but um, yeah. at that point of the night, I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, So, yeah, guys, I want to know what you got and if you will or will not be having that cocktail yourself. I personally will not because I have none of these ingredients, especially, um, well, the muddled strawberries, A. But I do love muddled strawberries. This place in the marina of San Francisco, Tipsy Pig, made the most amazing I think it was called a tipsy pig. Yeah. I totally remember that. What was that, that strawberry place. drink? It was called. Um... I don't know. I've never ordered anything with strawberry in it. Oh, it's so so good. And, oh, strawberry fields, amazing okay. drink. Forever. Yes. Except I think they went out of business. Maybe, <laughs> but anyway. Um, oh no. But I have none of these ingredients. So thanks, Buzzfeed. I said gin. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, get on with the. Anyways, I'm drinking Trulies regardless because that's all I have. There you go. I am having a vodka cocktail right now, but it doesn't have um, strawberries, honey, or lemon in it. What does it have? It 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 just has plain soda water. Oh well, that's still (laughs) something. So I'm gonna kick it up a notch. Yeah. 
Speaking of kicking it up a notch, um, I want to thank you all for supporting us. Uh, the viewership has been through the viewership, the listening ship, the you guys have listened more than ever in a short amount of time this season compared to last season. So we thank you guys for rocking with us so much, drinking so much with us, taking our recommendations. I saw that a few of you did take action on our make a wish foundation um, post last week. So thank you a lot for that. Um, Tell us what drink you got Give us something to read, a movie to watch, a podcast to listen to, even if it's just an episode. Give us uh, what your top headlines are and tell us, what makes you Busby? Yes. And if there's a show or something that we should be talking about, doing, making, creating, I would love to know because, I mean, anything beats broken Pillsbury crust in the garbage can. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, uh, I uh, love you guys. I'm going to keep going with my Trulies. I'm going to do some virtual beer pong later, I think. Holy Uh, shit. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm ready to rock this quarantine to the ground. Yeah. Oh, speaking of virtual games, if any of you listeners out there all want to coordinate a time that Gina and I could play virtual bingo with you guys, just like a game of bingo on zoom. Um, Let us know. We could plan that for, I don't know, maybe like a month from now, like the end of May. Oh yeah. My schedule's cleared. So you just let me know. (laughs) All right. Uh, If you, if you're down for this game of bingo, then uh, let us know and we'll post about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Check out our episode of Glow that will be coming out in about a day or two from now. And catch us next week for uh, for another exciting, titillating episode of Bees. What? Buzz. Buzz. Bye, you bees. Bye, bee.